please stay right where you are because it's time for GeorgiaCarry.org radio with Doug and Jesse King. GeorgiaCarry.org is Georgia's no compromise voice for gun owners. Stay tuned for valuable information on protecting your Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. And now, your host for GeorgiaCarry.org radio, Doug and Jesse King. Welcome, everybody. And yes, you are listening to the GeorgiaCarry.org radio hour. I am your host, Doug King. And um, this week, uh, not only do we have, it's Halloween, we've got lots of fun stuff going on. The election is bubbling along happily. Uh, I wish that election day was Tuesday rather than the following Tuesday, but you know all those pesky rules. What what can you do? And I mean, we've had some interesting things happen that are kind of not our normal our normal ballywick here. Everything from Mike Pence getting off the runway to Trump drawing tens of thousands of people to Hillary Clinton not being able to fill up a room. I saw a meme the other day that's that's so awesome. It's if Hillary Clinton can get paid $250,000 to give a speech, why isn't anyone attending the free ones? Yeah, it's something to think about. Uh, but what I really want to talk about today, and we will talk a little bit about Trump, and we'll talk a little bit about the the state of the election, but folks, what what caught my attention is what happened in Oregon this past week. Now, Many of you will remember that a couple of years ago, uh, the Bureau of Land Management tried to run a rancher off of his land, and he stood his ground, and a whole bunch of people went out to his ranch and stood with him, and the Bureau of Land Management and Senator Harry Reid backed down and ran off with their tails tucked between their legs. Well, his sons decided to carry the revolution on a little further, and last year they occupied, you know, to steal a phrase from Occupy Wall Street, they occupied a federal wildlife refuge in Oregon. Now, um, I guess this was this year that they did the occupation. And in landmark Speedy Gonzalez style, they were able to get them up to trial, and their trial just finished. And all seven, now there were eight originally, one was was shot and killed by um, the Bureau of Land Management, FBI, and local law enforcement. There was a roadblock, and when he approached, they shot and killed him. Um, The standoff ended... And the seven remaining uh, occupiers were taken into federal custody. It was a 41-day standoff, and it was it was really a foregone conclusion that they were going to be convicted. The prosecutors were very cagey. Well, here, I want to read you something that uh, NPR's Kirk Sigler uh, said in his report, because I, I think that he covered this fairly well from a, a kind of slanted perspective, and then I'll give you my commentary on it. But... So, Kirk Siegler reporting, The jury's acquittal of all of the standoff defendants is being met with surprise from both sides. The federal government has focused its case narrowly, arguing that the militants had conspired to impede federal workers from doing their jobs at the wildlife refuge. The tense 41-day standoff last winter came to a dramatic end a few days after one of the militants, Lavoie, Finnicum was shot and killed by a state police at an FBI roadblock. The Bundys aren't free, however. They still face similar charges in Nevada for the 2014 armed standoff at their father's ranch. Now, let's think about that for just a second, okay? So they took the lower-hanging fruit on this one. It was really obvious that what happened in Oregon was occupying federal land, that there wasn't any dispute there, and that they had guns on federal property. 
Federal prosecutors, this is back to Kirk Siegler's report. Federal prosecutors took two weeks to present their case, furnishing, finishing with a display of more than 30 guns seized after the standoff. An FBI agent testified that 16,636 live rounds and nearly 1,700 spent casings were found. Amon Bundy testified in his defense, spending three days amplifying his belief that government overreach is destroying Western communities that rely on the land. As one of the supporters of the defendants, Nevada State Rep. Michelle Foyer, I'm, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, F-I-O-R-E, told me the verdict shows that Americans need to stand up to unlawful behavior by the federal employees. Groups that study far right-wing militants say that this verdict will embolden them to commit other extreme anti-government acts, especially if Hillary Clinton is elected. Now, isn't that just a nice spin to put on this? Anti-government acts, extreme right-wing terrorists emboldened because the people, us out here, the ones who sit on juries, don't think that what they did was criminal. Now, I've been a prosecutor, and I can understand the frustration that these prosecutors are going through because they didn't charge them with terrorist acts. They didn't charge them with treason. They didn't charge them with things that would be difficult to prove. They charged them with taking over the building and having guns when they did it. And they admitted taking over the building and having guns when they did it. And everyone knows they took over the building and had guns when they did it. So this is a slam dunk case, right? I mean, if you think about it, there's absolutely no way that you can get uh, anything but a straight-up guilty verdict because you have, I mean, they, they've admitted their crime, and their crime is what they did, and they admit it freely, and that's just that. So then what? I mean, how in the world do you get to this kind of conclusion? Because it wasn't just that they had one bad holdout juror, then the prosecutor couldn't get rid of the one, and that one gave him a hung jury. All 12... Every single person on that jury agreed that they had not committed a crime. Now, we can spend a whole day talking about jury nullification, but the truth is is that juries do this when they see something that they believe is an injustice. If they side with the, vic the, the defendant uh, and all 12, so this means that it's a, a standard community feeling, they all side with the defendant and, you know, to, to heck with the law. And that's what happened here, to heck with the law, because the law is being seen as unjust. The people who are enforcing it are unjust. And that was the, I was listening to NPR this morning, and they had an interview with somebody out there in Oregon. And at first, it is, they tried to make it sound like it was, uh, you know, just some random person who felt that their community was being destroyed because of the way this verdict came out. And then they, they, they let slip that the person they were interviewing is a BLM employee. Well, I mean, okay, so you go, it's like a civil lawsuit. You go talk to the plaintiff and, and ask them what they think of the defendant. Guess what? They're not going to like it too much. You go talk to the jury and they have a different view. And I wonder how many people they had to go through till they found somebody who disagreed with the verdict. And the only people who are disagreeing with it in Oregon are the people who work for the government. I mean, that's a really telling thing. So, and saying that this is only going to get worse if Hillary Clinton is elected, you know what? That's right. <laughs> this is only going to get worse if Hillary Clinton is elected, which is why I'm glad Hillary Clinton is not going to be elected, that Trump is going to carry the day, that we're seeing such massive 
turnout, massive crowds, huge stadiums being filled with Trump supporters. Of course, don't look at the man behind the curtain. Thousands and thousands of people showing up for a Trump rally doesn't mean anything. Hillary getting 10 people or 30 people to show up doesn't mean anything. That just means that the polls that she's winning by 14% are right. Oh, my goodness, people. You know, it's, it's almost like we have a ministry of truth out here dictating what the narrative is going to be on all of these. Oh, wait, we do. WikiLeaks gave us inside emails this last week of John Podesta getting all of the big wigs and all of the major media sources, New York Times, CNN, Headline News, MSNBC, CBS, ABC, NBC, all of them coming to a special dinner where they laid out what their talking points were going to be and how they were going to cover the Clinton campaign to ensure that she wins. And even people like Diane Sawyer showed up and, and made an appearance for this thing. I, I'm, I'm telling you folks that the, you know, Trump's talking about rigging elections and everyone went nuts. And I get it, okay? Because they, they're able to misconstrue what he said in such a way that they can try to make him look like a, an anti-American nut job. Elections are not rigged insofar as a voting machine will turn and change your vote for Hillary to vote for Trump or your vote for Trump to vote for uh, Jill Stein, okay? That's not the way the elections in this country are rigged. Elections in this country are rigged by having people who will not report the truth, who decided that they went into journalism to make a difference, not to report what's happening, and who are all trying to put their thumbs on the scales to get the, pro- the, the end result that they're hoping for. And that's, that is what's wrong. That's the scary part, right? So... And we see this happening over and over. The, the, the focusing, you know, oh my goodness, Newt. Newt Gingrich. I love that man. He is just absolutely fantastic. And what he did to Megyn Kelly this last week it goes beyond being fantastic. I'm going to cue, from the second segment, I'm going to cue up the Megyn Kelly tape and play it for you guys in its entirety because it's just, it, 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 I was howling, I was laughing, I was so happy. It wasn't even funny. Because the the media spends inordinate amount of time focusing on the allegations against Trump, but won't take any time to focus in on the admissions of Hillary Clinton. I mean, if you look at these emails, and the whole thing about whether they're hacked or not does not matter as much as, and because this is not fruit of the poison tree, you can't say that you know that this was illegally seized evidence. So you can't consider it, folks. This is what they were saying. This is the way they think. We've gotten an inside look at the, the truth behind all this. And if you can't stand up to the truth of your, your reality, if you can't stand up to the truth of what you do and what you believe, then you have no business leading the free world. I mean, this is, this is the height of ridiculousness that they can try to hide behind. Oh, you were never supposed to see this. Well, you know what? Whether we're supposed to see it or not doesn't matter. You said it. You believe it. Stick with it. Show us some character if you have any that you can possibly gleam onto, which I doubt. But, if, if you said it and you meant it, stand by it. If you said it and didn't mean it, then admit that you're a liar. One of the two. Either way, it was said, and the fact that you were trying to cover it up and hide it and keep it away from the American people does not make it any better. It makes it a lot worse, and no one's willing to stand up and say, oh my goodness, you're a scumbag for trying to keep this away from the American people for no good reason. Folks, we're at a commercial break. I'll be right back. I'm going to play you the Megyn Kelly tape. You can't miss this. Now 
Now back to GeorgiaCarry.org radio with Doug and Jesse King. Welcome back, folks. Um, I'm Doug King. I'm your host. I'm about to give you what I think may be the most amazing interview I have heard in my entire life. This is awesome, and it is about time. Fox News has enjoyed this kind of sacred cow status with conservatives, that they were the news that was going to be the the alternate to CNN. They were going to be fair and balanced. They were going to present things in, in a positive light, and it was going to be kind of the, the alternate to the liberal media. And Fox has really not lived up to that promise as much as a lot of us were hoping, right? I mean, Fox is becoming more and more the party of the establishment or the, the the channel of the establishment the the old guard the way things ought to be not the way things really or the way things are not the way things ought to be the the jeb bush crowd and a lot of us are tired of it especially apparently newt gingrich now this is an interview between newt gingrich and megan kelly and i if you did not catch this i believe it was on the kelly file you have missed out. So I'm going to give you a few minutes of this and a little bit of commentary on it because I think it's about time somebody said some of this stuff about what's going on with Trump's campaign and the Clinton campaign and the media bias against Donald Trump. So here we go. Cook and many other nonpartisan independent pollsters now saying that the Senate is likely lost to the Republicans. What does that say? I mean, if Donald Trump loses this White House race and the Republicans lose the Senate, does that suggest that the Republicans nominated the wrong candidate at the top of their ticket? The next two weeks are a contest of two parallel universes. Uh, I just listened to that report. First of all, I used to hang out with Charlie Cook when he would explain that Donald Trump was hopeless and would not get the nomination. I like Charlie. That doesn't mean he's infallible. But let's let's take the, the report we just got. Republicans are actually outvoting Democrats in Florida. They're outvoting Democrats in Pennsylvania. That's unprecedented. They've cut the you Democratic lead. You predict a win lead. in Pennsylvania? I think they might. Really? Uh, they're you think Trump's going to win Pennsylvania? Look, all I can report to you right now is they're outvoting the Democrats in early voting, uh, which is also true in Florida, which is unprecedented. But all uh, of the polls in Pennsylvania have her early. winning. What? All of the oh, polls in Pennsylvania I, have her head. I know. I just told you we have two alternative universes right now. Uh, in Iowa, for example, the Democrats are 50,000 votes behind where they were with Barack Obama in turnout. Uh, the governor is very confident we're going to carry Iowa, which Obama carried last time. I can just carry you through case after case like this. In Minnesota, we're almost certainly going to win the congressional seat up around Duluth, uh, which is a very Democratic area, but it deeply dislikes Hillary Clinton. Uh, and represent now. But let me you just ask you. Complete. Let me let me just ask you because uh, you say it's two alternate yeah. universes. Um, I mean, you're these are sort of small examples of how he might be heading early voting and so on. But I'm telling you that the Fox News decision desk just moved Iowa that you just mentioned, Indiana, second con- congressional district in Maine. All of them moved left, moved more likely to vote for Hillary Clinton. And in fact, all of the moves that have been on this map over the past three weeks by Larry Sabato, by Cook, by the Fox News decision desks, these are nonpartisan outlets that are just trying to call the electoral scoreboard. Every outlet you describe is part of the establishment. Fox News, really? Are we? I don't think so. And they all, every state they've moved, they've moved it to the left, towards Hillary. And you tell me whether that's all made up. No, I think they're two alternative universes. You have a poll which suggests 
that she's going to get a Barack Obama turnout among African Americans? I don't think that's going to happen. You have a Washington Post ABC News poll where they took out 8% of the vote because they didn't like the way it voted. Look, I'm, I've been around long enough. I remember when the Detroit Liberal newspaper on the Sunday before the election said John Engler would lose by 14 points. He won the governorship that year. Uh, I, don't take the, I don't take polls as seriously as people who've never run for office. But your candidate, I can tell you. your candidate loves them and has touted them from the beginning. And he's been behind in virtually every one out of the, the last 40 polls that we've seen over the past right. month. That's the reality. Look, if you want to assume the election's over, skip the next two weeks and we can talk about the future. I'm not assuming Fine. anything. I'm, I'm, just, I'm asking you whether you believe right. your candidate's behind based on these numbers and what I, it says about the, the down-ballot races. I, I believe the odds are at least one in three and maybe better than that that the difference in intensity and the difference in determination and the degree to which Hillary Clinton is clearly the most corrupt, dishonest person ever nominated by a party all mean that the odds are pretty good she's not going to win. Now, I actually believe that. This is not just because I'm for Donald Trump. I actually believe the American people so let me, let are me ask sickened you about that. by this. So she, sure. let's assume she is corrupt, right? She was Fair just enough. as corrupt three weeks ago and three months ago, and she she would have been corrupt and collapsing physically on September 11th of this year and her poll numbers tanked but then you know what happened he had a rough first debate he took the bait on Alicia Machado he stayed in that trap for a week the Access Hollywood tape came out which was not produced by Hillary Clinton that was Trump on that camera was, talking Megan, about grabbing women heard, look I just heard you go through this with, 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 with uh, Governor Pence, I get yeah. it. I know where you're coming from. But let me point out something to you. Sure. The three major networks spent 23 minutes attacking Donald Trump that night and 57 seconds on Hillary Clinton's secret speeches. You don't think this is a scale of bias worthy of Pravda and his vestia? I mean, you want to know why Donald Trump's had a rough if time? If Trump is a sexual predator, that is... He's not a sexual predator. Okay, you that's your opinion. That. I'm you not taking not a position that on statement. I, I'm, I am I'm not sick and tired of people it. like you using language that's inflammatory that's not true. Excuse me, Mr. Donald, Speaker. Donald, Donald you Trump have no idea whether it's true or not. What we know is that neither, there are at neither least... Neither do you. That's right, and I'm not taking a position on, on it, unlike yes, you. Are. you. When you use the words, you took a position. So what I, I said very is... very unfair of you to do that, Megan. Incorrect. I think that is exactly the bias people are upset by. I think that your defensiveness on this may speak volume, sir. No, what I said let me just is... Suggest if, to you. No, no, no. Let me make my point, and then I'll give you the floor. What well, I said is, if... Trump is a sexual yeah. predator, then it's a big story. And what we saw on that tape was Trump himself saying that he likes to grab women by the genitals and kiss them against their will. That's what we saw. Then we saw 10 women come forward after he denied actually doing it right. at a debate to say that was untrue. He did it to me. He did it to me. We saw reporters. We saw right. people who had worked with him, people from Apprentice and so on and so forth. He denies it all, which is his right. We don't know what the truth is. My so, point to you so, is, as a media, as a media story, we don't get to say the ten women are lying. Oh, we have to cover that story, sir. Oh, sure. Okay. So, so it's worth 23 minutes of the three networks to cover that story, and Hillary Clinton in a secret speech in Brazil to a bank that pays her 225,000, saying her dream is an open border where 600 million people could come to America. That's not worth covering. That is worth covering. You want to go back to the did. tapes of your show recently? You are fascinated with sex and you don't care about public policy. Me, well, that's really? what I get out of watching you tonight. You know what, Mr. Speaker, I'm not fascinated by sex, but I am fascinated by the protection of women 
and understanding okay. what we're getting in the Oval Office. And I think the okay. American voters would like and to know. And therefore, we're going to send Bill Clinton back to the East Wing <laughs> because, after all, you are worried about sexual predators. Yeah, listen, it's not about me. It's about the women and men of America. And the poll numbers show us that the women of America in particular are very concerned about these allegations and in large part believe that they are a real issue. And you don't comment, dismiss you the women on whether the summarily. Clinton, do you want to comment on whether the Clinton ticket has a relationship to a sexual predator? We on the Kelly File have covered that story as well, sir. I will tell you the I want to use the words. I want to hear your words. Bill Clinton, sexual predator. I dare you. Say Bill Clinton, sexual predator. Mr. Speaker, this we've covered... Disbarred by the, by the Arkansas me, bar? Disbarred by the Arkansas me. bar. $850,000 penalty? Excuse me, sir. We on the Kelly File have covered the Clinton matter as well. We've hosted Kathleen Willey. Oh, we've we've covered the examples of him being accused as well, but he's not on the ticket. And the polls also show that he'll the American the, public is less in interested in the deeds of Hillary Clinton's husband than they are in the deeds of the man who asks us to make him president, Donald Trump. We're going to have to leave it at And they did have to leave it at that. And that is something that I think is just absolutely astounding and hilarious. I, I'm sure that you folks could hear me laughing as we played that clip in the background, I, I, I get excited every time I hear former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, say, just, I dare you, just say Bill Clinton's sexual predator. I just think that that is, is amazing and awesome. And this is, you know, there's, there's a lot of this, oh, we, we're going down to the, the sewer, American politics should be above this, blah, blah, blah. I'm tired of that. I'm sorry. I want some people who speak plainly. I want people to get up there and say, yeah, you're a crook, you're a liar, and we're not having it. I want people to say, you're biased. Oh, we're not biased. We're not the establishment. We're Fox News. We're amazing. No, you're not. And it's horrible. And people know it. And the more you try to pro- – me thinks one does protest too much. The more you try to back away from it, the more you try to distance yourself from it, the the – the stronger the association becomes in all of our minds because this is just the way that the media has gone. And even our high hopes. I remember when Fox News started. I remember when Britt Hume and um, Chris Wallace were the, the headline guys in their Sunday show. And it was going to be an alternative to Face the Nation and to... Um, the other shows, I always liked Meet the Press. I thought Tim Russert did a great job. It was really a sad thing when, when he left us. But um, it was going to be the counterbalance, and it's not. Now it's it's Trump is what we're getting in this office, and people need to know he's a predator. And the, the bias and twistedness of the establishment to hate somebody who co-opted their own system is just plain. We'll be right back. Now, back to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio with Doug and Jesse King. Welcome back, everybody. So, in the last segment, we, we went over in detail this interview between Megyn Kelly and and uh, Georgia, Georgian, uh, Newt Gingrich, former Speaker of the House and very influential man still in American politics, who called her out as being biased and one-sided and, and a tool of the establishment. And that, you know, that is really, 
I see some really interesting parallels between the 104th Congress and what Donald Trump is doing. Remember when Newt swept in and took control of the Congress for the first time in, I believe, 45 years? When Newt did that, and it was Newt. I mean, he, he spearheaded a revolution that took back Congress and made life just more livable for all of us, especially going into the Clinton impeachment era. If it hadn't been for Newt Gingrich, Bill Clinton could have gotten away with murder and no one would have cared. I mean, it would have been kind of like Ted Kennedy. So here we are. With with someone who really understands the the psyche of the American voter, and he is obviously in Trump's camp, and he's obviously all for having Trump win and wants Trump to win, and I'm sure he's giving Trump advice. And what have we seen since the last debate? We've seen Trump come out with what is basically a contract with America. Now, some of you may be old enough to remember the original contract with America, where the everyone who was running on the Republican ticket for the U.S. House signed a contract that said that they were going to do these things in their first hundred days, that they were going to get things accomplished, that they were going to return to values and that it was going to be a different kind of Republican Party. And that that push, that that understanding, that that meaningful dialogue that was being promulgated at the time helped sweep them into power. And the reason for that was because the American people were tired of the Rockefeller Republicans, the the people who were out of touch and out of sync with their lives. They were tired of their jobs being lost and being shipped off because of NAFTA. They were tired of of all of the backroom deals that got done and, and how George H.W. Bush had promised no new taxes, read my lips, and turned his back on them. And the people were ready to revolt against the Republican Party and bring in new blood, freshmen, um, representatives who were taking over long-time-held seats from Democrats and who were also not embedded with the Republican Party. And that is exactly what we're seeing again happen now. I mean, history repeats itself. It's been 20 years, but here we are again with the, the people being tired of being force-fed Republican establishment candidates like Mitt Romney, like John McCain, and they selected somebody who is the antithesis of all that is the the grand old party now um i don't think it's any shock to anyone that i have been stumping for trump all back even when i was running as a libertarian and and i see myself as a libertarian because the republican party just does not represent my interests or needs anymore but i support trump and I, I do. I don't care that it makes me unpopular in my own party. I don't care that it makes me unpopular in your party. And even if you're Republican or Democrat, it makes me unpopular in your party. But the reason I like Trump is the same reason that I like Jesse Ventura. I think he's going to get in there and he's going to stir up stuff and cry havoc and let slip the dogs of war. And that the, the party will never be the same after this. There, there's two things that can happen, okay? Trump's going to win. So the, the first one isn't really going to uh, a possibility. But let's say that Hillary happens to win. Well, the, the establishment Republicans will say, Trump is all your guys' fault. We can't win with you guys. And all the Trumpers will go, we did, we've, we did it our way and you wouldn't back us. You wouldn't give us support. You turned your back on us. We can't win with you guys. We don't want to play with you anymore. And the Republican Party will divide up and end. It'll be over. There will no longer be a Republican Party. And if and when that happens, when they they can't even get their candidates on the ballot in all 50 states, then 
a third party will rise up to fill the void and you'll see a mass defection of uh, people who like liberty going to libertarians and people who like you know strict power and authority going to uh, whatever republican light is now um and there you'll have it but i don't really think that that's a possibility i think that trump has got this thing in the bag looking at not the polling numbers that megan kelly looks at but looking at the voter turnout that i see Every single time I go by a polling place, they are wrapped around the frickin' building. Go prove me wrong. I, I would love for you to go get some pictures during polling hours. Don't do it at night, thank you. But during polling hours, go to your precinct where they've got early voting going on. Take a picture of how many people are there at noon. Try that. When, or whatever county you're in, early voting, go get a picture of what the line looks like at noon. I went through... Cherokee the other day at about 1.30. The line wrapped around the building almost twice. I go to, to Bartow. These are, you know, quasi-rural counties. They're, they're metro, but they're not really. Uh, Bartow got uh, two sheriff's deputies work, working traffic to get people in and out of the advanced polling place. And this is early voting. There's over 100,000 more people have early voted this year than happened in 2012 in Georgia already. 100,000 more. Those, those are people who have never voted before. Those are people who are coming out to vote specifically for Trump. And Georgia's going to be a Trump state. They, they start talking about Georgia being a swing state. Georgia's not even close to being a swing state. Trump's going to carry Georgia. Trump is going to have a very close but eventually eke out a win in Florida. Trump's going to win Ohio. And I think Trump's going to win New York. And everyone lambasts me for that, but I really do. I think Trump's going to win New York. I was talking to a friend of mine in Minnesota. Minnesota is an absolute blue state. Everyone knows it. There's no possibility of Trump ever winning in Minnesota. But Trump's yard signs in Minnesota outnumber Hillary 10 to 1. And as far as Trump not being popular with women, so far, out of every single woman I've talked to, every single woman I've talked to, only one has said that they're voting for Hillary. Just one. That includes all of my friends nationwide. That includes all of the people I've talked to on the street or, or in casual conversation. Only one woman has ever said to me, I'm voting for Hillary. So there you have it. I, I just, from what I see and what I feel is that these polls and the, the media is manipulating the way perception is. It is only helping Donald Trump because they don't understand. They, If they were confronted with you're losing, then they would give up and go home because they're quitters. They've never met someone who's not a quitter, someone who when he, the going is down and when he's told you're losing that he doubles down and fights harder and he's fighting harder than he's ever fought before. He's doing six and eight appearances a day and people love it. People respect that and he's going to get the votes because he's out there stumping for him every single day and he's putting the money into it, not special interest money, not high donor money, his money. And that's something that even Hillary Clinton said. I got kind of chewed out because I posted a story uh, Clinton endorses Trump. Well, what she did is in a speech that she gave, she said, I think that, you know, a billionaire running isn't a bad idea because they're, they're disconnected from influence and they'll be honest and they'll do a great job and they can obviously run something because they've got where they are with their, their money. Well, isn't that Donald Trump? Isn't that? Isn't that what everyone thinks of him? Is that he can say what he wants and he can do what he wants because he's independent and he believes in this country and he wants this country to be a great country. He's not going to try to sell us down the river. I mean, this is this is time for real meaningful change, change back to what we were. When when America was a place where people could come and become Americans, not people who could come and stay what they were. 
where we were a melting pot, not a fruit salad. Now we are a fruit salad with some tomatoes in it because tomatoes are a fruit. Um, folks, it, it, it's really distressing the tenor and tone of this election, um, the, 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 the dirty tricks that are being played, and even the scaremongering. Like I was reading you the NPR story from in the first segment where they say, if, if Hillary Clinton is elected, then all of the right-wing extremists are going to start occupying your post office with guns. Guns, I tell you. I mean, please. I know it's Halloween, but it's not scary. We, we citizens, citizens who own assault rifles. Oh, by the way, I uh, saw on uh, Jim Scouton's Facebook page that, and I, I believe I shared this out to our Facebook page from Jim's, that um, po- popular support for an assault weapons ban is at an all-time low right now. Yeah. You know why? Because people want to have a, an assault weapon be able to defend themselves. I had this argument not that long ago. I had someone look at me and say, why do you need an assault rifle? I said, well, there's lots of good reasons to own an assault rifle, but the main reason to own an assault rifle is because that way, if there's ever an invasion of this country, they know that behind every blade of grass is a rifle. And that's the truth. I mean, the Second Amendment was not written for hunting. It wasn't written for self-defense. It was written because we had just beaten the Redcoats and we were afraid they were going to come back. And no matter what kind of turncoat you are in American politics, if you start to look like a redcoat, we're still ready for you. And that's what Bundy did. And they thought, oh, this will be an easy one to prove that we are in control and you are not. Remember what what Harry Reid was saying when this first happened. He's like, they will be held to pay. You can't stand up against the government. And they were tried. They were prosecuted. They were prosecuted to the best of the government's ability on charges that they were slam dunk charges. They were acquitted on all counts because Americans on juries know what's right and what's wrong. And the jury did right and let those men go. Now they're going to have to go face more difficult to prove charges in Arizona or Nevada or Arizona, wherever that, that ranch was. And that's fine because the jury down there is going to be like the jury in Oregon. If there was ever a jury that would have been sympathetic to the bigger government, it would have been Oregon and Washington. But you know what? They're not either. So that's just the way it crumbles. I'm, I'm, I'm at a commercial break. I'll be right back. Now, back to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio with Doug and Jesse King. Welcome back, folks. So uh, before we took the break, we were talking about the legal system and, and how the juries are, are getting angry at what the government's doing, that they're turning people loose, that they told the government you can't prosecute the Bundys, where, where we stand with them here in Oregon, that they didn't commit any crimes and completely and totally acquitted them of all charges. Well, that since I now have the ability to play clips here, and I, I have them, and I enjoy them, I figured I'd play one more clip for you about the legal system. Let's bring up clip number three. You know, it is, uh, it's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. Does it get any better than that? That's my new ringtone. I just listen to that. When I'm, when I'm having trouble sleeping, I put it on repeat and listen to that over and over again and just sit there and smile. I mean, this is, is one of the greatest moments in American politics as far as I'm concerned. And anybody out there who thinks that that was in any way just, just beneath us or, 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 
a horrible thing that happened, you don't understand the American people. You don't understand our desire to fight, our desire to win, our desire to to stand proud for our country. I mean, that's a big deal for us. We are proud of what we do in this country. We are proud to be Americans. We are proud of what goes on. And we're proud of people who will stand up and tell the truth. And this goes back. This just isn't just a Donald Trump thing. This is a Ronald Reagan Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall, an evil empire. That's Ronald Reagan. You go back to Teddy Roosevelt, speak softly and carry a big stick. That's America. Ronald Reagan was America. Teddy Roosevelt was America. Donald Trump is America. And the the, the Clinton double talk, uh, uh, depends on what your definition of the word is, is, is not American. Americans don't resonate. That does not resonate with an American. That is not who we are. I'm sure all of you have at one point in time watched the movie Patton with George C. Scott. At the beginning, where when Patton says, um, America has never lost a war, America will, uh, will never lose a war because we have the inherent desire and drive to fight. We are a nation of winners. We will not tolerate a loser. Well, guess what? That's what we've got this year. We've got a winner, and we will not tolerate a loser. And that's what's going to change. That's what's going to make this country change. That's what's making all of this real and powerful. And that's why this is the greatest election that I have ever seen in my life. And I am excited about politics again because I was sick of it. I was so sick of it. And I am sick of a lot of things. You know, I ran for county commissioner and couldn't even get on the ballot because the way the, the system is rigged to keep any third party from ever being able to compete. You want If you go to a totalitarian dictatorship... They have elections. You know, we want to know what the best indication of a totalitarian dictatorship is. When you go to vote, there's only one person running. All right? Under that theory, most of Georgia is a totalitarian dictatorship. Because most of Georgia in the counties and in the cities only has one person running. You have no choice. And if you want to get on the ballot against them, you're not allowed. You want to argue with that with me? I will take on all comers. Any single person who wants to come on this show and argue with me on the air about how this, it's fair and you can get on the ballot and it, it's a perfectly sensible system, I will take you to task on it and beat you over your head with your own words because it is not. It is a rigged system that you cannot possibly get on the ballot. You cannot affect change and the powers that be will never let you near the reins of power. And that's the truth. But... If you just happen to be a billionaire and you just happen to not want to see Jeb Bush and Hillary Clinton face off in a lying match called the presidential election, if you want to make a real change and you have a spare billion, perhaps you too can run and break the system. And that's what's happening. That's what's happening right now is the system is in, in front of our eyes. In front of our very eyes, the system is being broken, and all of the people who are dependent on that system, all the people who will not leave the matrix, the people who took the blue pill, all of them are screaming and screaming. Not happy Halloween screams, folks. We're talking real screams of mortal terror, of losing their power, losing their jobs, losing their position. People who have invested in a system who are part of that matrix, cannot let go. And they will do anything to destroy Donald Trump to keep him from waking them up. 
and that's where we are. Okay, so I, I need to do the pledge drive. Folks, you know you should be a member of georgiacarry.org. Let's keep me on the air because you're listening to me now. If you listen to that whole diatribe, then you really should be a paying member just so that I can you know, stay on the air here wherever you're listening to me. Also, you need to help get me off of your computer and onto your radio station. Um, let's, let's just think about this for a second. The more people who are subject to hearing real rational thought come out of their radio instead of the NPR drivel, more people start to wake up and see reality and, and start to get involved in interactive. And you need to be involved in the upcoming legislative session. And you need to get out there and freaking vote, folks. I want you to go early vote and vote now and get out to your precinct and get that vote recorded for for the candidate of your choice, as long as it's Donald Trump, and just run with it because this is time. This is a time that we need to shake up the system. This is a time where we can send a message. And your locals are need to be woken up too. All your locals need to have a wake-up call that this is going to be a different Republican Party. This is going to be a different presidency. This is going to be a different government. This is going to be a different way of life starting on, on January 23rd than it has ever been before because we are going to start taking this country back. We're not going to prosecute people for standing up against government intrusions. We're going to, to free them. We're going to take our responsibility for our own safety. We're going to carry our guns. We're going to speak up against injustice. We're going to do right. And to do that, one of the steps is send 20 bucks to georgiacarry.org. Go to www.georgiacarry.org, G-E-O-R-I-G-A-C-A-R-R-Y.org, and click on Join Now. $20 a year, $500 for a lifetime. Being a lifetime member gets you perks at the convention, and you get a, I think you get a knife and a hat, maybe a uh, Make America Great Again hat, I don't know. But you get a hat and a knife and lots of nice little little perks that go along with the $500 lifetime membership. And it's a good deal. When you start to add up 20 bucks a year, you hit 100 every five years. That's um, 25 years. You've got the $500 already. If you're less than, I don't know, 60 years old, you're going to save money over your life by joining it at the lifetime member rate. Also, if you don't want to join online, you can join in person at just about any gun show, just about any fair festival. They were at the Gay Pride Festival. They've been at everything under the sun. If, if you can think of it, there's usually a Georgia Carey booth there with a, a volunteer ready to help you get to know your rights a little better, get you signed up, and, and go. There's also chapter meetings. Every every month, at least, it seems like there's a chapter meeting somewhere in Georgia where you can go and meet like-minded Georgia Carey people who have your same sentiments about the government and about firearms ownership and personal responsibility and liberty and freedom and all of the things that we believe in go meet them start to make a network find people that have you know the people who mow your yard who are pro carry people who run a restaurant who are pro carry people who do taxes who are pro carry let's just make a community and get back to that gun community because it's time folks it is time for us to excel and exceed and donald trump is going to help us do it. It, it we are in the last couple weeks we need to get ahead and if you disagree with me and I'm sure there are a lot of people out there. And this isn't – Georgia Kerry has not endorsed Donald Trump, I don't think, although they should have. This is just me. But if you disagree with me about Donald Trump, call me up. 678-485-9963. That's my office number. King's Law Office. Give me a call. I will debate with you on the pros and cons of Donald Trump's presidency anytime you want. 
because I believe in this. I believe in what's going to happen. I think that this is the greatest, greatest turn in American politics um, since Ronald Reagan. I think that George H.W. Bush, Bob Dole, um, George W. Bush, John McCain, Mitt Romney, or all this downward slide into this horrible, abysmal quagmire of politics. And I think that Donald Trump is the first one since Reagan that gives us any hope, any meaning, any anything at all. And it's time. It's time for us to get motivated. It's time to get involved. It's time to get out there. It's time to do something. And we've got to do it now because if, if we lose this election... The Republican Party as a national party is pretty much finished. There's soon going to be so many people walk away. I didn't even vote for Mitt Romney. I couldn't. Man created Romney Care. The man signed an assault weapons ban. I will never vote for anyone who was in favor of an assault weapons ban ever in my life, ever, ever, ever. I will turn my back on any party that would nominate such a creature. It's just wrong. I won't do it. And so there you go. I mean, lifelong Republicans got so fed up that I gave up on politics because of Mitt Romney. Not that he's a bad man, just that he has bad philosophies and bad principles and Oh, folks, we got to do something. And this is a year to do it. So get out there, vote, join georgiacarry.org. Meantime, enjoy your Halloween. Uh, don't shoot any clowns. Get out there, have some fun, take the kids trick-or-treating, enjoy yourselves. I will be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. This has been GeorgiaCarry.org Radio with Doug and Jesse King. GeorgiaCarry.org is Georgia's no-compromise voice for gun owners. Tune in each week for valuable information on protecting your Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. GeorgiaCarry.org Radio, Saturday mornings at 8 on News Talk 1160, the talk of the town.